Hi, and welcome to Podcasting 101 with Rachel. This podcast is for busy female entrepreneurs who run their own businesses and want to start a podcast or who may already have a podcast. I want to share practical information and tips on how you can get your podcast started and managing it along the way. I'll also be interviewing other female podcast hosts to give you real insight into what it's like having your own podcast. and welcome to this week's episode. I hope everyone's well today. Today I am joined by Ashley Freighter who is a anxiety coach. I'm very pleased to have Ashley on here. Welcome Ashley, lovely to see you. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Brilliant. So we we're going to have a conversation around. So Ashley, you you help people with their anxiety, their mindset, uh, productivity, all aimed at women in business or yeah. you know people who are business owners. And so I thought it would be a really great topic to dive into with um, with my listeners because we are all in a similar position, you know, solo business owners or small business owners. And, you know, when it comes to, and obviously in this case, your podcast, you can have all sorts of kind of mindset monkeys and things around those, uh, around getting started with those projects, um, product, God, if I can say the word, <laughs> around those projects. <laughs> so, um, and also Ashley did have a podcast as well. So she has experience in being a podcast host. So we thought if you could just introduce yourself a little bit, tell us about um, you and and the work that you do. Amazing. Thank you. So yes, I'm Ashley Freitar and I am an anxiety coach and I help women in business freelance, founders, self-employed, women to manage their anxiety and stress better so that it doesn't affect or further affect their performance in their business. So I have a little quote of, you know, I like to help the human behind the business and really help to provide support and resources um, to help women and entrepreneurs as a whole to support their mental health and for help them to help themselves. So that's currently who I'm kind of working with. And like you said, I do have a podcast and I'm excited to dig into <laughs> all of the journey of being a <laughs> podcast host. It can be a bit of a bit of a journey, bit of an up and down, um, depending on your experience and the time that you have to do the podcast. So let's let's talk a little bit about your podcast then. So when kind of when did you decide or why did you decide you wanted to do a podcast and how you thought it would, you know, work for you, your business and for the people that you're helping? So I have always kind of been in the entrepreneurial space, helping those that are, you know, setting up their own business and you know, side hustles and things like that. So what I realized is that people struggle to manage their emotional side of their business. So managing the emotions, managing the emotional energy and everyone I worked with, that's what we worked on. Like despite the fact that we might have started off thinking about signing more clients and building the business and launching the business, but ultimately it boiled down to how are you managing your emotions in order for you to take that action? And what I realized is that a lot of people are getting burnt out. 
So I thought, okay, I focused a little bit more last year on like burnout around entrepreneurship. And my podcast was about burnout. So it's called Free From Burnout. It's still currently there. It's on a, (laughs) I say a season break, but I'm really rebranding it at a later date. Um, And primarily it was about helping people again, manage their emotional and mental well-being. That was what it was all about. So I wanted to be able to speak to people outside of the social media realm and have a bit more of an intimate connection with my listeners, with clients, you know, and the audience. And I'm a speaker. I'm not the best. Well, this is a belief I have. (laughs) I'm not the best writer. I enjoy speaking and it comes more naturally to me. I feel like I can express myself better. So I'm like, a podcast was something that I've always wanted to do. Granted, over the years, the topic had changed based on where I was. And I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to go for it because you have to start. And I think you, you know, naturally have a lot of expectations when you start and you think it's going to be a particular way. And then when you're in it, you realize, wow, it's not really the way I thought it would be. And I enjoyed it. The one thing I did say and and didn't expect from myself, and maybe because of the time in my life and when things happened, when the podcast was around, how it felt for me was it felt like therapy. It's so weird. Like it genuinely felt like I was speaking, because it's all emotional, you kind of have to tap into your own emotions in order for someone else to be able to feel comfortable looking at their own too. So it almost felt very therapeutic, which is something I was not expecting, I'll be honest. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's definitely something I'm going to go back into. But I have to get more clear, which I think this experience taught me, of what it is, the main message, what it is I want people to take away from every episode, and really getting clear on the mission and the primary message around the podcast. So yeah, I mean, we can dig into like all the things. But yeah, just as a quick, you know, intro, that's kind of where I saw and how I felt about podcasting to start with. Yeah, I think um, it is important to, like you say, you're messaging what you want to get across and making sure that that is is going to be relevant to the people that are listening. And um, I think that one of the top kind of stats that I heard early in the year at the podcast show was about relevance. That was kind of like the top thing that people looked for, yeah. especially in a business podcast, for, to make them come back again and again as listening is 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 relevant well how is it relevant to them and it's so easy and I've done it myself with this podcast and I've taken little breaks to try and refocus you do kind of sometimes you get caught up a little bit in about what you want to do and Mm. compared to actually is that the same thing is it aligned up but I also think that like say podcasting is a bit of a journey as well and you don't know what you don't know when you first start and I think it's a great way to um you know, to evolve as we do in our businesses, in life, in in everything. We don't, we do always sometimes have that feeling where we've got to have it nailed on the head immediately as soon as we start. I mean, I've had those kind of things, you know, with this one, I think, well, you know, I'm a podcast manager, I should know everything, and, but I don't know everything about, yeah. you know, I know a lot about podcasting, but I don't know everything about podcasting. And, you know, you have those um, beliefs 
of what your knowledge is worth and things like that. So um, it's kind of accepting, you know, you are on the right path, but you're just, that you're not getting too hard on yourself about your kind of knowledge and what you're you know what you're doing yeah yeah so did you find what kind of things did you find hard so in terms of the production side of things did you find it hard to kind of fit it all in your schedule with recording and editing or did you have support or how did you kind of work that within your business yes so initially I decided so the thing with podcasting for me was all the podcasts I listened to were all weekly so I thought it needs to be weekly so it did in honest in all honesty it pushed me back and delayed me from launching the podcast because I'm like I feel like it needs to be weekly but there was something in me to be like I don't know if I can fully commit to weekly like I don't basically want to fail like I don't want to set myself up for failure and really not be realistic with the time. So I decided, and I felt good with the decision to do bi-weekly. Cause I'm like, every two weeks, I'll I'll be able to figure it out. Cause you know, I'm working, I'm working with clients, I'm doing a lot of things. So I'm like, I must be able to find an hour or so so that I'm able to fit it into my schedule. So what I did was that I decided that I would find an hour or so at some point every two weeks by the looks of things, and I would put that time aside. But what I realized is that because, I don't know whether it's because it was me just podcasting and in general, or it was because of the topics I was talking about, finding the energy in like almost in myself like the mental capacity to be like okay I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna do this felt really hard even though I had technically 10 days to be able each 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 10 days to be able to record and then send it off to my podcast editor I found that if I put it in my schedule for a Wednesday to be like, okay, got to record your podcast by Wednesday. I realized that <laughs> like, it just didn't happen all the time because there were some weeks where I'm like, oh, I'm inspired. Okay, I'm ready. I've got the energy. I've got the time. It just feels good. And then there's other times where life happens and it's like, you just don't have the like m- emotional capacity to share. And then it felt like a force. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Okay, now it feels like I have to force myself to get into a space, to get into a mindset, to sit down, to record this episode. And I can tell when I listen back, there's certain episodes where it was very matter of fact, just because I had to get it done. And then there was other episodes where they were more emotional. So I could tell, I could feel the difference. So I think the thing that surprised me is finding the emotional and mental capacity to actually sit down because it's in the calendar it's always there but whether or not I felt like recording was a completely different story and I think that's why I didn't expect because technically you're like if you've got 10 days you can find an hour in 10 days to record a podcast but when you look at your routine look at your schedule how you're feeling what's going on 
Like if you've got a mig, like I suffer with migraines as well. So sometimes migraines can last three, four days and that could run into the time frame that I'm meant to record. So then it, many a times I started to get like, I've sent my podcast off like the day before it's meant to release. And only because I'm like, I cannot miss a week. And I think I'm grateful for that. And I felt like I had the discipline of it, but I didn't like the fact that I was pushing it back and pushing it back and waiting to the very last moment that I had to do it. And then I recorded it and sent it off. And each time it was great. But the point is like, it felt not great to be able to, to have that pressure. Although I work well under pressure, like we all do, but you don't want to like, cause that is a strain on your, you know what I mean? Your mental wellbeing, your, you know, potentially your family and other things that you have going on. It just doesn't feel, it just didn't feel the way I would like it to feel, I think. And I didn't expect the emotional capacity part that I had to almost make room for alongside doing all the other things in my business. So yeah, that was really unexpected. I think as well, because you're because of the type of work that you do, for example, this podcast is about podcasting. It doesn't drain me emotionally to talk about these kind of subjects and and you have to have that certain amount of preparation for your interviews. So mm. that's something to consider as well, you know, when you're doing your podcast, depending on the type of the subject that you're doing. If it is something that could be emotionally draining, mm. um, it's, I suppose, trying to build in something that can help with that you know, from the offset. And, but also, like you said, you don't know how you're going to feel until you start doing it. So maybe just as, just as a point to be aware of for those people that are going to be recording episodes that require you to give something emotionally. Yeah, I think that that's the thing that now going in, like now having that experience and then when I do go back into podcasting, I now know because it's all going to be centered around like your emotional well-being, your mental health, like therapy, like all of that subject, which can feel quite heavy to a degree. And especially if you have to provide the energy first in order to help someone else feel a certain type of way. Right. So I feel like I would have to build in more time. I'll be honest. Like I think I would have to create that schedule to it's a bit like when you're an introvert which I am and doing too much FaceTime so you know if you do like your social battery basically just drains and you need that time to recover but when you're not really sure of like how your energy works you can have back to back to back to back to back meetings and then not realize like why do I feel like this is such a task by your third meeting when really you should not have three you should have one with a gap or at least a couple of hours and then another one and then not have another one the next day do you know what I mean and have that time so I think it's going into the same kind of mindset of well I know what my energy is like now and I realize how you know at times podcasting can feel like I'm giving a lot I'm pouring a lot out And I need to be able to create that recovery time or at least padding time ahead of time with other things that I've got going on to know, okay, this is going to work better for me, if that makes sense. And still make it consistent. Because I think Mm -hmm. the thing is I was worried about 
especially with the weekly, is that I don't know if I can be consistent with it. And I had to be honest with that to be like, I don't want to fail before I've even started. And I have to be consistent for the like the one thing I'm trying to really practice discipline and consistency. And I think every two weeks works, but it's just a matter of how I do it going forward to kind of manage my energy because I now know <laughs> my podcast episodes are not necessarily going to be like very, you know, unemotional. <laughs> like we're going to require emotion, you know? So, um, and I think the other thing is my podcast wasn't with guests. It was just me. And I did that intentionally because I'm like, one, I've never done podcasting before. I don't know what the setup is. I don't know how I'm going to be able to manage myself as well as someone else's schedule because then that's a whole level of complexity that I didn't kind of know about and I didn't want to overwhelm myself straight away but going into the next podcast I want to have guests so I'm thinking it's going to be a whole different experience because I've never had a guest before so maybe from the emotional side it's not me giving as much because it's going to be more of a conversation whereas my last podcast was every single episode was a solo episode. You know what I mean? So I think maybe that is to take into consideration as well going forward. Yeah, those are really great observations. I think that is important as well for like you to grow with anything is like reflecting back on how how you felt and, and what you did. Mm. And like you said, if you're doing solo episodes, creating that buffer and potentially now with with guests, you'll have that slightly different feel to it. But I mean, because so, so some people do batching and find, you know, batching the episodes together. But I find that hard to batch with guest episodes. So when I did my solo ones, but again, mine are not emotional like yours. They were like 10, 15 minutes long. I batched a few of those. Mm. But with guests, it, it is still draining talking to people as well. So I, mm. I would not do more than, say, two interviews in a day. I try mm. to do just one in a day. Um, but maybe have up to two or three in a week if that's kind of like the, the time scale if I had to. Yeah. Um, but you can kind of get those done ahead of time as well. So I think, mm. so say, for example, you were looking for your next season, you decide on X amount of episodes. You can kind of get them in ahead of time so that you've got that time to play with the edit and, and do all the, the rest of the things that need doing. Mm. So you can get those in ahead of time. And then space them out as much as you want, you know, just base, just think it's just those things to think about in your planning. So when, you know, and with everyone who's planning, so I'm taking a break over Christmas mm. and in the new year with this one, because I want to spend some time planning, but I need, I need a few, I need a break at Christmas and I need a few good weeks to plan. And then I might have a few weeks of when I'm recording and stuff. So it might be longer, but yeah. you've got that stuff going on behind the scenes, haven't you? So yeah. Yeah. They sound like great reflections and it's a great way to move forward with your podcast and mm. making it work for you and your business because if it feels like a task, you just don't want to do it. And I think that's a really important thing. You you put it off, you don't want to record it. You know, that's why a lot of people have this with with their marketing with social media, is mm. the fact that it feels like such a task to do all those things. I also think this is where podcasting can really help with your marketing. So you've done your piece of content and you can use that mm. for your social media so you don't have to um you know think of all these ideas again but if you're thinking of your podcast as like a you know a chain around your neck it's 
probably not you're not going to be consistent with it because it's going to worry you and just <laughs> drain you so much <laughs> yeah like I think now you're touching on the marketing side I'm like that's the part also I found really hard because again I feel like when you are you know a service based business a lot of the time you are the business so you're very close you enjoy doing what you're doing so coaching is my thing marketing is just how I communicate so people know what I'm doing but it's not my thing like marketing is not my zone of genius and in like you said I thought okay that would be really good to have like one main piece of content and then I can kind of like spread it out but it's really difficult to gather listeners like it's actually really hard you because it's one thing you thinking I just got a record but it's another thing and a whole job in itself trying to get people to listen like it's actually really difficult (laughs) and that's another thing I thought wow this is really hard like podcasting is not just like a hobby especially if it's related to your business and even if it's not sharing it and finding opportunities to share it and not to make it look like you're stuffing it down people's throats and and it just works differently like podcast listeners are different types of listeners they're not the same as like your followers on social media they may be the same people but they operate differently the behavior is different and that's a whole different mind game (laughs) so that's also really difficult so it feels like I'll be honest, sometimes I just got it up there and I didn't really share it that much because it took me so much to produce it, the actual next step of like getting people to subscribe or to listen was really quite difficult. Like that self-promotion, it brings up like all of that insecurity in many ways for a lot of people, I can imagine, because it definitely did for me. And I deal with emotions every single day. But do you know what I mean? Like it's still very difficult you know and I don't want to make this podcast about you but do you have any tips (laughs) on how (laughs) yeah I mean I I think a lot of like I had to start from scratch like when I started my business a few years ago so like I didn't have a big following a big audience so I've grown that myself and I still have a relatively small audience for this podcast. So, for example, I have, I think I've got, it's been going since March last year, and I've just topped, I've just gone over a thousand downloads for the whole of like the podcast. Yeah. So I know that's relatively small in, in comparison to some podcasts. Um, but I have talked about this in other episodes about, you know, measuring success and what you count as a success in your podcast not necessarily how many downloads or you know this are you are you getting people that are reaching out to you saying your podcast really helped me yeah so I remember um when I first started uh, a lady called Nikki who had the stories that connect us podcast and um Nikki St. Paul um, I don't yeah. know if you're connected Nikki with her Simple, yeah, so, yeah 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 she's really lovely but she also listened to my podcast every week she always commented she always and she was kind of like my number one yeah as in my number one listener because she was always really engaged Engaged. and she yeah and and that was really great and that was my aim really when I started the podcast you know reaching like even reaching that one person that this is going to help and move their podcast forward and give them advice and you know that help around you know getting their podcast started and keeping it going I loved that especially when I was starting and you always have that worry that you're (laughs) 
who you're talking to is anyone listening to you know because because when you're just recording you know you're recording you or your guests you know you're not thinking about like you know your wider audience when you're when you're doing that Mm. um but I think that steering I don't I mean it's great when people do and people have lots of um you know hit charts and things like that and obviously if you're doing a podcast for your business that's Mm. what you want to do but I do think it's unrealistic the same as when you're trying to sell a program you're trying to you know you're trying to like I'm service space as you I'm a podcast manager as well and you know that you're not going to get depending on the size of your audience you're not going to get those kind of Mm. downloads Mm. it's just not realistic Mm. and I think it's focusing on your community and focusing on the people that you are reaching. Yeah. And, you know, as they say, it's better to have like a smaller engaged audience than to have a large audience, but nobody's nobody's engaged with you. No one's doing anything with, with it. Yeah. So you've just got those, you know, vanity metrics, if you will, that are saying that, but no one's ever commented or no one's ever left you a review and all of those kind of things. So I think it's um, focusing on making relevant content trying to get your content out there, you, you know, promoting it in, in the best way. So, you know, maybe you think of somebody, you know, a lot of high touch emails, you might know somebody on LinkedIn or a few people and go, actually, this would really help them. I met that, you know, those kind of things and mm. reaching out to those people personally and definitely telling friends and family, because I think the best way to refer a podcast is word of mouth. And so if I ever meet anybody that has a podcast or know someone with a podcast tells me, I always put it in my app. And then I will always share podcast episodes with my friends and family on WhatsApp. Like I'll send them the link because Mm. I just... I yeah. mean, not only that I w- would like people to do that for my podcast, but I, <laughs> I, I'm i obviously very passionate about listening to different podcasts. And I just think there are so many out there yeah. um, in terms of finding them. And when I come across podcasts and someone tells me, I think it's, you know, it's fabulous. So I try and share it with as many people as I can. So I think just keep you know talking about it and you know it's not it does sometimes feel like you say you know you don't want it to be like shoving it down people's throats but (laughs) (laughs) like when you talk about it on social media like there's like a really depressing um stat isn't there about four percent of your feed see your posts yeah so it's trying to find different ways in which you can get the message Mm. in each episode across your audience so I like Mm. to you know, find different audiogram clips that you can use that are going to resonate with your audience, finding key takeaways from the episodes, maybe something funny happened during the interview or you really clicked over something. So that Mm. is quite a unique story to share on social media rather than the new episode, come and listen kind of thing. I try to, you know, put an, an anecdote in there. And when I'm doing my editing I'll try and get a few of those together so I can use that to repurpose because repurposing is also a really great so for my email list as well I I have a new episode every other week and then I also share a past episode that I still feel is relevant for the audience so I'm just thinking ahead to next week I'm going to be sharing um an episode I did about intros and outros for your podcasts yeah um and then, you know, looking at different ways that you can record your podcast and, and kind of repurposing that. Because those are still kind of things that people think about, especially as new people come into your audience. Yeah. I think that those kind of things, you know, they're starting at number one. They can go back and binge all your episodes as well and get all that mm. lovely information. So it's letting them know that information is still out there as out well. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Mm. But I think it's just kind of being 
being consistent with it and how whatever that looks like for you doesn't have to be every week you know however you want to show up like the same with your you know your social media market or whatever however it is works for you mm. but keeping that consistency and then just communication with everybody like if you are going to take a break you know you just let people yeah. know that you're taking a break and you can mm. republish those old episodes and things like that but I do just think it takes time I think that I what I feel that and this is what it's been like for me this is my experience like with my business as well I, I've you know it's been going about two and a half years and you always think you're thinking it should be in a certain place yeah or I should be like that person or my podcast should have this many listens but actually you are on your own journey and 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 we all get stuck in that comparison game and I think it's important not to compare your podcast or your business to other people and try and think that you're doing the best that you can for your podcast in the way that you know how to do it and how what feels comfortable and good for you because there is Mm. there are lots of other different type of tactics but I don't like aggressive marketing style tactics that's not me at all and Mm. I don't want to promote my podcast and my business or do those kind of things in that way I don't want to do a lot of cold this I want to create you know personal connections with people that I'm meeting on LinkedIn and networking groups and who come on my podcast I don't want to just like bombard a load of people with stuff and just hope some of it sticks and then be really like that's just not me because I can't sustain that so yeah I think it's just being your your authentic self and if you you know you enjoying your podcast and you're passionate about it and you're you know you feel like you're helping that just that one person and that's what you want to do I think that it's you know you can carry on doing that and do it at your own pace after talking to you I know how passionate you are about what you do and how you're helping people so those kind of things are going to come across in your podcast and then people are going to get to know you and know that you know what you're talking about you're building that trust and people get to know who you are before they choose to work with you. I think that is such a powerful thing for having a podcast for your business, especially with something like coaching, the service-based business, because you're showcasing you. Yeah. So, sorry, I've just talked for too long there. So, <laughs> No, it's great. I mean, I'm hoping other people can <laughs> learn and soak it up. That was a bit of a selfish question. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, and also what I would love you to do is you're going to share some advice and tips uh, around productivity and about getting over the mindset barriers that we, that we all, as you can tell, me and Ashley, (laughs) we all have these barriers and need reminding and helping to reground ourselves, to ground ourselves, not reground yourself. (laughs) Definitely. So I think when it comes to, especially obviously building a podcast, launching one, or you kind of have one already and productivity, I think firstly, we, it, there's, it's very subjective. Like what I consider to be productive, a productive day for me versus what you consider your day to be productive. Or if you were to tell me, oh my gosh, Ashley, I did this, this, this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so productive. Versus you will be like, no, I basically feel like I did nothing. Like, <laughs> So I think that firstly, productivity is very subjective. And I feel like we only need to understand what our version of productive is. And when we really boil down to the you know, the bottom, the foundation of productivity is truly how you feel. So it's about what does productivity equal to you? Does that equal feeling proud? Does it equal 
you know, um, feeling super significant? Does it equal a really, you know, powerful status to other people? You know what I mean? So it's about what are you, what is the need? Because obviously when we're like, oh, I want to feel productive or I don't feel like I had a productive day, well, then what do you feel like? So I feel like it's important to really label the emotion of, is it really productivity or are you disappointed that you spent too much time doing one thing and you are feeling sad about that or you're feeling like a level of shame about something or, you know what I mean? You're being really hard on yourself because you don't feel accomplished, quote unquote, again, and that's one of those words where it's very subjective as to what accomplishment means. And so it's like getting really clear on if you finish your day feeling, oh, I feel really unproductive or I feel like I didn't do enough. Like what is that, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like really put language to it. Like don't just kind of, we we kind of just dismiss it to be like, yeah, I don't feel productive or it wasn't productive. But what does that mean? It's like the word value. I find it so, like it doesn't even have a meaning anymore. Like an authentic, these words are overused and people now don't even know what they mean. You know what I mean? So like value, I read an email yesterday or a blog and he was like, he described value as something as transformation. I'm like, yes, I like that. That makes sense. Like when you feel like something is valuable, you feel like you've been able to transform from one probably unclear, unconfident emotion to confident and clear. So you feel like there's a transformation that's taken place, therefore means it's valuable. Do you know what I mean? So it's the same with productivity. Like what does productivity really mean? Does it mean you getting through your to-do list because then you feel like you know, you're not the word accomplished, but you feel proud of yourself. You know what I mean? Like you feel like, yes, I've done this. I feel proud. And it's taken me X steps forward towards whatever that goal looks like. Right. But then again, we have to, again, get into it. What's your goal and why do you have a goal? Is your goal in podcasting, is it to get an episode recorded because you want to be able to hit a particular listen account or podcast episode, you know, count or whatever that looks like. And why? Because you want to impact more people. You want to make more money. You want to be able to get advertisers and sponsors on so that therefore you have to get your numbers up, which means the reason why you need to record the podcast is so that you can hit that goal. And therefore in that day, if you've got a lot of things to do, that's inclusive of, of, recording the podcast, you now know that one task is equal to revenue, really, in all honesty. Do you know what I mean? Therefore means that's productive because you now know what your end result is. But when we're just doing things for the sake of doing them, and we don't really know, like, we don't want to sit there and twiddle our thumbs because we feel then unfulfilled and unsatisfied, then that's not really the reason to continue to do what you're doing. You need to know the reasons why. And I think with productivity, you just have to know, one, what, don't use the word productive, (laughs) firstly, replace it with something that actually is very equal to how you feel. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's the first thing, labeling your emotion and removing the word productive out of your language. 
I think that can be our very first tip to do firstly (laughs) (laughs) and I think I kind of explained like the second thing would be like the reasons why like what are you doing what you're doing why are you doing it what is that contributing to you know I mean getting more clear as to like the why and the reasons yeah the reasons why and maybe it links to your mission or your purpose or something higher than you what are you contributing to so then it's like first labeling your emotions and then knowing what your contribution is that's another thing to like know okay I'm contributing to this by doing this one task and then it's like oh I feel proud I feel like I'm feeling significant I'm actually feeling fulfilled like whatever those things are you know what I mean And then I think the final thing, if we're going to make it really condensed, is also just celebrating. And I think it's something that we hear a lot. Celebrate your wins. And, you know, I mean, but it's so important because when you're doing something for the sake of doing it, like me, I'm like, I know I need to upload my podcast, but I was pushing it back and pushing it back because in my head, there was more discomfort in it than there was comfort because I wasn't celebrating along the journey of like oh I've done this I got this I got it out I wasn't sitting in it long enough and celebration sounds very fluffy but from a from your brain perspective it's all about dopamine it's about you creating that dopamine in order to help you keep doing the thing that actually matters to you even in the trenches when it feels like I don't want to do this I hate this if you again know why that gives you a hit and then when you take the top when you take the action and you know why you're taking the action and knowing how you want to feel by the end of that that's another hit so it's about celebrating those small things And it's not a big celebration like you have to buy yourself a cake and blow out candles. Like it literally can just be (laughs) acknowledging like, yeah, I did this. I'm proud of you. Like the amount of dopamine I get from just saying to myself, I'm really proud of you. I feel the actual change in my body. Like I feel it drop. I can't really explain it, but it's one of those things where I know I've landed on something that means something to me because I can feel it in my body, a slight shift, the smallest shift, a physiological, I can feel it. And then I know that means a lot to me, like being proud of myself and telling myself I'm proud, that's a hit. Do you know what I mean? That I need that dopamine hit, that celebration, and that just keeps me going for the next step. So I feel like Mm -hmm. if we're going to go down to three main tips when it comes to productivity is first thing is labeling it, not productivity or productive is giving it a proper label of what the emotion really is that you want to feel. Secondly is knowing your mission, knowing what you're contributing to, because we all as human beings want to contribute to something. Even if you're not doing a podcast for your business, you still want to contribute to I don't know, entertaining someone because that could just change their entire day. They could be going through an illness. Maybe that's your niche or something like that. Or it could be like Lego and like you're talking about Lego and it makes you feel like, you know, like your inner child is just, you know, healed in many ways. And that's your contribution. So it really doesn't matter what your podcast is about, but you have to know what you're contributing to. And then it's about the celebration to be like celebrate all the small things and find that small micro one little even like an affirmation or something that helps you 
draw attention to when you do do that thing and you've labeled your emotion correctly before you do that task that's that's be like I'm proud of you or whatever that is for you to just acknowledge that achievement for yourself I love those you're right sometimes and I've, I'm guilty of this myself, you know, you're, you're doing stuff. I've got things to tick off today. Like, but like what actually, like what actually is it? Sometimes, you know, okay, I want to get some social media posts out. I'm just, just doing them out. But I haven't really thought about them, some of them, in terms of what I want to achieve overall. Mm. So I'm running a prize draw at the moment to get your uh, podcast launched in 2024. So one person's going to win. Uh, well, that person actually will have won <laughs> by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. But I was running a prize draw. So that really helped me. I had a goal was to get as many people as I could to sign up. So all the content I was creating was around that goal. Mm. So I think, so when I create that, like, I felt great because I thought, great, this is going to move me forward to getting people who want to have a podcast in 2024 onto my email list. So then if they don't win, I can nurture them and see maybe they want to work with me um, you know, privately afterwards. But that was the goal there. Mm, mm. But when sometimes you just willy-nilly putting a post on because you feel like I've got to put a post on now because I'm not being consistent. <laughs> and, but it's no, there's, so you're just putting it on and it's like, oh, it's not really part of a plan. I'm just doing it for the sake of it. It almost seems like you're making yourself busy work. Yeah. And it's not actually contributing. And then it's draining you because then you're falling out of love with doing your marketing and your social media. Yeah, definitely. And I think we have to consider our conditioning as well, like, because you can't talk about being busy and like productivity and stuff like that without understanding, like we live in a society that applauds like you doing the most. Do you know what I mean? Like doing Mm. all of the things gets you more money and (laughs) you know what I mean? More success and more status and more significance and more love and acceptance and all of those needs that we're looking for. And we see through us doing a lot for us to fulfill that, but really it doesn't, it just drains us because we're doing it for the external validation and not actually for the contribution internally of what that is. You know what I mean? So we have to consider like we are, sitting in constant environments and constant messages pumping out that is going to the contrary of what we're actually trying to achieve so it's one of those things like it's it is so you have to be so conscious and it's tiring being conscious because you can't focus on that all day every day so we have to then have compassion for when we like (laughs) have those days we're like well I feel like I should be doing something because I'm meant to And let me go do something to fill that gap. Do you know what I mean? And to satisfy that need. But then on the other side to be like, okay, what is my bigger goal here? And let me try and plan like you do ahead of time. So when you have those moments, it's like, okay, be impulsive, but I still have my plan and it's still going to plan. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a really great way to look at it. That's just made me think about, like I've been trying to do a bit of that recently. Um, I felt myself kind of pushing my work outside of my normal boundaries with the kids and stuff being around I thought actually no this is not what I wanted to do um so I tried to plan my week but instead of just then getting completely sidetracked not doing what I said I was going to do in that kind of time or allowing that time for client work I've actually kind of been a bit more focused and trying to to um actually be more realistic about what I can get done in what time. Mm. And then also if I finish that task 
and I've still got some spare time. Instead of going, right, let's just rush around and do that, I thought, do you know what? No, I'm going to have. That's what I said. I've achieved what I said I wanted to achieve for today. That's You can finish now. You can turn your computer off and, you know, you can take that time yeah. and not feel guilty about it because, you know, you've allowed the time in the other days to do the work, the other work that you wanted to achieve. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that's, uh, yeah, that I wanted to try and do something like that going forward, mm. um, kind of like having that bigger picture and, I'm hearing a lot about people talking about thinking about the outcome mm. and then working backwards yeah. and then having that as your plan. So you, and that's kind of what you're saying, you know, you're, you're thinking about that goal or the outcome and then working back from to how you can do that rather than just starting doing stuff and not really know what, the, yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Could we easily yeah. fall into like survival mode? Do you know what I mean? Where you kind yeah. of shut mm. off from your body and your mind is just like, bo, go, 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 go. <laughs> But you're not really checking in as to be like, why am I even doing this? Until you're like super exhausted and tired. And then you're like, why do I feel like this? And then you question it because you don't have energy. Because you've drained your cup. (laughs) So yeah. Absolutely. You've got to stay flexible for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important as well. And and that compassion and kindness to yourself that we all too often forget to do, um, which I'm really trying to not aggressively work on you know that's kind of counterproductive but you know trying to give yourself a break and and thinking actually you're not going to do any do yourself any favors by kind of beating yourself up about certain things or what you have done yeah Um, so uh yeah that reminders of kindness it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you, Ashley. You've got so, you've offered so much insight into what it's been like as a podcaster and your amazing tips at the end there. Um, do you want to just let people know where you hang out the most and where they can find you? Yes. So I am on LinkedIn regularly. <laughs> I'm thinking about my consistency, which is not necessarily daily. However, I am on LinkedIn. So if you're over on LinkedIn, please do come up and say, come up, come over and say, (laughs) hi, send me a DM, comment on something. Um, And then I'm on my email quite a lot. I'm really trying to not be so on social media as much. I'm really trying to develop more, you know, relationships offline. So over on my email list, if you want to join, I've got a freebie, which is all about reducing anxiety, if that's interesting, or my just general email, which is all about sending you every other week a new creative coping skill to help you manage your stress and anxiety better. Oh, yes, because I downloaded your tip sheet and I found that really helpful. So we'll include all the links in the show notes so you can easily access that. Yes. And then the tip at the time of recording was <laughs> dude was doodling, wasn't it, the other week? Yes. It was about yeah. doodling. Was it this yeah. week or the other week? I was Last like doodling. Week, yeah. really, my notepad is all I doodled all over. <laughs> I do like doodling. So yes, um, I would recommend I've been enjoying those emails um, since we first, although we've been connected for a while on LinkedIn, but yeah. we, we spoke for the first time a few weeks ago, didn't we? Like um, yeah. on the Zoom, say face to face. But yeah, so um, yeah, I've been enjoying those. So I'll leave all the links to everything in the show notes. So you can easily find Ashley and connect. Yeah. And thanks again for coming on. Thank Bye. you so, so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to connect with me or get in touch, then head on over to my website. If you liked the episode, then I'd love it if you could leave me a review in your chosen podcast app. Your feedback is much appreciated. 
see you next time.